morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, December 5th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. There have to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Champ, the torch has been passed from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day. Meyer will, of course, coach the Buckeyes in the Rose Bowl, and Day will take over. You know, I was not surprised when I heard the news very early Tuesday morning, I think we got word like about 7.25 a.m., 7.30. I was not surprised. Um, I thought he would announce probably after the Rose Bowl, but still was not surprised to get the news. Just curious, when you first heard the news yesterday morning, what was your reaction? Ah, shit. No, I mean... (laughs) uh... (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) But then after that... um... (laughs) Like the, the the truth is, after that, I think we all uh, we all probably thought, well, think of all the times we saw Urban on the sideline this year, holding his head, looking miserable, looking thoroughly defeated, looking like a guy who was just struggling. And I tell you what, the change in his body language that we saw going into the Michigan State game really leads me to believe that he made his mind up to change and uh, call it a year after this in his head. Um, you know, seeing him yep. with a little more fire, that to me just was a sign of Urban going, all right. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, so I'm going to run hard to the end here and hopefully be done. And you know what? Urban Meyer is now the gold standard at Ohio State. It is not Woody Hayes anymore. It is Urban Meyer. Urban never lost to Michigan. Urban averaged 12 wins a year. Uh, I don't know if you're ever going to get any better than this. And, you know, if Ryan Day just lives up to Urban standard or comes even close, he's going to be a very successful head coach. But Urban was everything that was advertised when he came here. He – I know people think, oh, we could have won more national titles or, oh, we could have lost fewer games. He lost one game a year. Like, really? Like, his only he only lost twice in a year, like, whenever he lost a bowl game, like, in 2013 or, you know, twenty like, like 2016, whenever they went to the playoff. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, and I know there's some concerns here from people that, oh, Urban could have done this or that. Guys, practically speaking, this is as good as it gets. And, you know, he's the gold standard, and I, I certainly hope he stays around Ohio State in some capacity because he's been unbelievable for seven years. I almost felt bad for Ryan Day at the introductory press conference. It took like a half hour before he even, you know, it was asked a question. Now that Q&A was only going on for about probably 15 minutes before he was asked a question. There was the, you know, Gene Smith got to talk, then Urban, then Ryan Day. Then they started fielding questions. But it's so rare because usually in these situations you, you have you know, perhaps a going-away press conference, although if you get fired you don't have one. Like Jim Trestle didn't have one of those. But like let's say Thad Mata, for example. You have the coach that's leaving might give, if, if, if it's kind of an amicable split, um, might have a press conference. But then you always have the introductory press conference is just the new coach, like Chris Holtman, for example, or Urban Meyer's introductory press conference, or Jim Trestle's introductory press conference, and on and on and on. So this was so interesting yesterday, the way it was handled. I almost felt bad. I almost felt like Ryan Day, like this is his moment in the sun, and he was kind of like overshadowed by the retirement of a legend. We can all understand why. Um, but just you know, put, putting that aside, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on Ryan Day taking the reins. Do you like this? Do you think there should have been a national search? Just back your thoughts on Ryan Day taking the reins of this program. Well, first things first, I think the way they did the press conference was smart for one reason. Urban and Ryan Day appearing as peers, right, hip to hip, that there's no difference was the goal they were trying to project in recruiting. So it's, it, the whole point is continuity. And 
Urban Meyer being the first coach since Paul Brown to leave Ohio State on his own terms. And really further back, because Paul Brown wanted to come back after the Second World War, and Ohio State already told him no. So really, Urban Meyer may be the first coach ever to leave Ohio State on his own terms. That says a lot. But I think Ryan Day knew what it was. Ryan Day is stepping into the greatest opportunity any coach could ever ask. He's handed a program that is unbelievably loaded with talent. He's handed a program that has a great culture. He's handed a program with everything going for him. And by the way, he's handed a program with a schedule next year that sets up really nice for him to have a great debut season. So I don't feel bad for Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a fortunate person to be in the spot he's in. On the other hand, he's also a very talented coach. The plan for him, I think, is extremely simple. It's exactly what happened at Oklahoma with Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley. Bob Stoops was at the top of his game, won in conference titles, and stepped aside because of concerns about his health. Bob Stoops was the heart issue in his family, Urban and the assist, and had an offensive coordinator that came to their school, innovated their offense in a way that you had really never seen before, and everybody thought, God, this guy gets it. Who cares if he's in his 30s? God, this guy gets it. So this is Oklahoma's handover from Stoops to Riley. That's what Ohio State is doing here, is they're handing over in that fashion. And for Oklahoma, it's worked out damn well. They've made the playoffs two straight years since they've done it. And, you know, winning the press conference or whatever, look, Ohio State knows who he is. A lot of these introductory press conferences, it's because, well, who the heck is this guy coming to our school? Ryan Day's been here for two years. Ryan Day's beat Michigan twice as an assistant coach. Ryan Day has a Heisman finalist on the team right now. So for him, this is an easy transition. It doesn't need to be an introduction. We already know who he is. We're going to see what he really chooses to do with the program after the Rose Bowl when he looks at the defensive staff and decides who to keep and not keep. And that's a totally different topic. But I don't feel bad for Ryan Day, and I I think this is going to work out really well for Ohio State because their goal is to do what Oklahoma did. And Ohio State has just as much, if not more, talent than Oklahoma, plays in just as a a league that's just as winnable for themselves. And, you know, who are they going to go out and get? Is Nick Saban going to come to Ohio State? Heck no. Right? They're not going to get Davo Swinney to come up from, from Clemson. This was easily the smartest move for OSU because there's no obvious candidate out there like Urban Meyer was seven years ago. Really the obvious candidates on staff. Ryan Day was a guy who turned down the Mississippi State job last year to come to or to stay at Ohio State. He's the first assistant they ever paid a million dollars a year. There was talk at USC that if they got rid of Clay Helton, he was the number one target. So when you have a guy on your staff that is a Ryan Day or a Lincoln Riley, you just accept it, you plug it in, and you keep the machine humming. Because, again, it doesn't really get better than this for Ohio State or anybody. I mean, what Alabama's doing is such an outlier ever right now, folks. We can't compare it to that. By Ohio State standards, this is apex mode right now. So if Ryan Day is the easiest way to keep the program at apex mode, there's no point in breaking something that isn't broken. Talking to Gene Smith yesterday, I mean, he will – Ryan Day will have you know, full autonomy to you know hire his assistant coaches, whatever he wants to do in the defensive side of the football. That's on him. He it will be Ryan Day's call. What do you expect he will do in the defensive side of the football? Do you think he will keep Shiano and Rich around? Do you think well maybe one of the two? Do you think Bill Davis is going to be shown the door? Just what do you expect uh, Ryan Day will do on the defensive side of the football? Well. I mean, everybody wants to say, yeah, I just clean the house, everybody else yet. Um, but I don't think that's what we're going to see here. Ryan Day talked a lot about how helpful Greg Schiano was to him during the three games that Urban was out. And Schiano was a really big assistant to him in terms of helping run the program. 
Day was the head coach technically, but he said that Shiano was essentially a virtually a co-coach with him because Brian Day's never had any experience in defensive side of the ball. He mentioned that in the press conference today. He's got to know, get to know the defensive recruits better, right? That said, he's still the head coach. Shiano still reports to him. And I don't see any way Bill Davis keeps his job, uh, which is one of the ways Urban may have uh, helped himself here because well, that was one of the big questions we were going to have coming the offseason was, is Urban going to really have the, uh, the, the professional fortitude that is required to fire a guy who's like his best friend because he's not getting the job done? Now Urban doesn't have to make that choice. It's Ryan Day's call. And I do think that's a call that's going to happen. I think Davis is gone. Uh, the, the results just are not there. Um, I do think LJ stays. I do think Alex Grinch, who's a young coach who was brought in essentially as a DC in waiting, is going to stay. Tabor Johnson is in his first year back. And while the corners might not have turned their heads around very much this year, we all know Tabor has corners who can turn their heads around based on what he did under Trestle. So the big question is, how does Shiano react to Day being the full-time coach? Does he stay in this role? Does he go off on his own? Or does Day ask him to stay? I don't know the dynamics of that relationship, but in public, Day seems very positive towards Shiano because of what happened during Urban's suspension. So uh, I think that there's going to be a critical eye cast on the entire defensive staff. I think Day is going to try to keep every offensive coach there. Um, I'm interested to see what he does to replace essentially himself as the quarterback's coach. But other than that, I, I think Davis is in no way, shape, or form going to be back after this game. He's going to leave with Urban. and after that, it's going to be a very interesting to see how Ryan Day handles the side of the football that he's really not got a ton of experience on. Is he going to rely on a guy like Shiano to essentially run the defense as he becomes acclimated to being the CEO of the whole program? That's my initial gut, is that that's a yes, but we're going to have to wait and see. I'm typically not a fan of promoting from within, especially you know a program like Ohio State or a guy getting his first head coaching job at a program like Ohio State. And I realized Lincoln Riley, what he's doing at Oklahoma, and Kirby Smart, what he's doing at Georgia, and Davos Sweeney at Clemson. I'm sure their success plays into this. Um, but I've never been a fan of the idea of, you know, let's just promote the guy and not do a national search. You know, Maybe if you do a national search and then you end up with that guy, that's different. But I do feel differently about – this situation, maybe it's just me talking myself into it, but there's a couple of factors why. Now, first of all, I do feel like Ryan Day has the it factor. I talk about that a lot. You, you interview this guy, he just seems like he's got that it factor that we all know of being sports fans. You know, some guys have it, some guys don't. You get that feeling, okay, this guy's a future star. And if you feel like, listen, like he's going to be the guy anyway, why make him go to some lesser power five school and like quote unquote prove himself for three years? You run the risk of losing him. But so there's that. That's the one reason I, I like it. You know, a big reason backs why I like this is the two most important members of the staff are Mickey Marotti and Mark Pantoni. Mickey Marotti with the strength and conditioning, Mark Pantoni basically the recruiting coordinator. Both those guys are staying on. And if they're not the best at what they do in their profession, they're on the very short list. I mean, Marotti and Pantoni, the Italian Stallions, uh, staying on there. I mean, that, that's another reason I like the Ryan Day transition, because if you bring in a Matt Campbell or somebody else, you might lose Pantoni and Marotti. I agree with you. I mean, Ryan Day is Urban Meyer's designated successor. This is Caesar handing off to Augustus, you know? And the Caesar didn't get murdered here. Uh, you know, Brett McBrutus didn't pull off the job, so it's a little bit of an alternative history here. But, uh, you know, two, this is... At two? At two McMurphy? At, at two McMurphy, that's right. In this instance, uh, Brutus was the one who got killed and uh, walked away and chose to hand the empire down. And 
that's powerful because those guys are urban loyalists, right? Like Pantone and Marathi are urban's guys. And if urban is saying, guys, look, I got to stop. That's the guy you want to stick with. That says a lot. I mean, let, let's, we haven't really talked about that. Urban Meyer has flat out said, Ryan Day is the guy I want taking over the program that I grew up rooting for, this program that I have led to seven straight victories over Michigan that I want a national title with, right? He literally handpicked his successor here is what happened. Everybody knew he was the guy, right? And Meyer's staff is staying with this guy. When he left Florida, that didn't happen, right? They, they brought in Will Muschamp from Texas and blew the whole thing up and then tried blaming it on Urban when it was a terrible decision, right? Ohio State's trying to stick with continuity here. And, look, Dave, I agree with you. Ohio State is a place you don't learn on the job. We learned that with Luke Fickle, right? It's a place where you go, hey, you you, you got to be a head coach before you come here to be a head coach. I said that whenever Luke was here going struggling through his year. Obviously, we've seen Luke Fickle's done a fine job at Cincinnati this year. He's a darn good coach, right? But there's something different about Ryan Day. And the profession itself has changed. Look at the coaches who have been – uh, very successful the last couple of years. It's not just Lincoln Riley not having head coaching experience. Kirby Smart at Georgia for a long time was a blatantly obvious elite assistant coach under Nick Saban at Alabama. He learned from the best, kind of like Ryan Day might have done here at Ohio State. And look what he's done with Georgia. Playoff last year, great season this year. So, you know, when you have one of these guys, like the, the, there's, we talked, we mentioned Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell's a great coach. Matt Campbell is not Urban Myers in the winter of 2011 waiting to take this program over. There is no obvious white whale that you go, oh, my God, we have to catch him. Ryan Day is the, probably the best choice at this point. Who else are you going to go after? Are you going to go after Tom Herman, especially after the Zach Smith stuff? Heck no. Who else is out there? Mike Vrabel, are you going to bring him back? He just started as an NFL head coach. He hasn't recruited in years. So there's no obvious outside-of-the-program guy. And by the way, this is a job that people will crawl over broken glass to take. It's one of the top three jobs in college football. And Ohio State handed this over to a guy that they have looked at themselves. They literally took Ryan Day on a test drive to start the year. And by the way, the program stuck together, played some of their best football their first three games of the year, and none of the kids did anything dumb off the field. Ryan Day had a firm hand on this program during one of the most pressure-filled and scandalous times in OSU history. And he came out of it with flying colors. To me, coming out of that, I remember thinking, wow, he's going to be a great head coach somewhere. Looks like it's going to be here at Ohio State. Again, we can't undermine what Urban Meyer did. Urban Meyer, we're, we're going to wax poetic about him until time immemorial. But Ryan Day, if Urban Meyer's not going to be the coach, Ryan Day's the choice. And I think it's, it just, it's, it's very self-obvious at this point. And one other thing, too, we're not mentioning. Unlike when Urban was at Florida, I genuinely don't believe he's going to coach again. I think he knows his health situation prevents him from doing it. So you know what's going to be happening here? Urban Meyer is essentially going to be his Barry Alvarez, hanging out in the background. Just, hey, you want to meet Urban while you're here recruiting? Sure. Urban's going to be the program ambassador. Urban's going to be like the godfather of Columbus for the next 30 years. He's going to be like Earl Bruce, except even more successful in the field with even more cachet and hopefully with better behaved grandchildren. So you know what? I think this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> I love it. Great stuff from the people's chat, Matt Baxendale, as we usher in 
the Ryan Day era. We get one more game of Urban. Hopefully, he can go out 13 and one. Uh, what a way to go out! With a you blow a win over Michigan and Ohio State was a four and a half point underdog. Then you win the Big Ten championship, back to back Big Ten titles. His one and only time coaching in the Rose Bowl, the, the game he grew up revering. If he can go out like that, I know it'd be even better to win a national championship. But this is the next best thing to go out. He go out 13 and one to win in the Rose Bowl right off in the sunset. Let's. Hope it happens that way, Bucknutters. Uh, thank Dave, you very think much of this too. to the people's cha- I got one more to throw in there, Dave. Can I throw one thing in here? Absolutely. Here's, go for it. You're talking about the Rose Bowl? We'd love to win a national championship on the way out. My lifetime, I was born in 1984. I State has won two national championships. They've only played in two Rose Bowls in that time period. So it's pretty damn special. It's pretty damn special to go out. It is funny when I hear people like nationally, like I can't believe Ohio State's only played in two, like, and they never say the reason why. It is funny that they've only played in two, but if you if you, it makes it seem like how has Ohio State only made it twice? Because they played in so many national championship games, like you know, Jim Trestle played in three national title games, like you know, Urban, you know, had took Ohio State to two different playoffs. So either one of those years, they could have played in the Rose. It was the one year where Urban went twelve and zero, but they were ineligible for postseason play. So it's just been like. Uh, a weird circumstance, but yeah, I mean, Urban's going to get his one and only chance, just like Jim Trestle got his one and only chance. What's funny, Jim Trestle's Rose Bowl win is actually technically his final win as, a, as an Ohio State head coach. We all know, really, the last win was against Arkansas in the 2010 Sugar Bowl, but uh, technically that uh, that win over Oregon was Trestle's last one as a Buckeye. We'll see if Urban can go out the same way. Uh, and I agree with you. He is the best ever. He is the gold standard. And that's saying a lot when you're talking about comparing him to Woody Hayes and Jim Trestle. But as you said, uh, Champ, Urban is the gold standard. And uh, appreciate your time as always, my friend. He is the People's Champ. Matt Baxendale, you can catch his column every Sunday. It is the bucket. You can catch him on Bucknuts Post Game Live uh, after the Rose Bowl. And we're going to continue doing that next year, I do believe. So make sure you listen to all of Bax's podcasts and you read his column must-read material, must-listen material, so thank you very much to Bax, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. hope you have a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best in band in the land.